Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. The Just Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. To find other great podcasts in the network, visit newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Just Janice Podcast. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Just Janice. I am so excited to have one of my best friends. Redemption and her heart truly beats to know God and to bring glory to him through her life. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me on here. I'm so excited. I'm so excited, too. And I just want to say, like, right off the bat, Rachel and I have the best conversations. And I always think afterwards, like, if we just recorded our conversations, I feel like people would be (laughs) so encouraged. And we've just, last few years, really, like, tighten it singlehood and she's going to share a little bit of her story here in a minute and so it's just been it's been cool who is in a similar season of life and just journeying through and being able to encourage each other source of encouragement and strength so so excited that you're on amen i know i love our conversations (laughs) so i would love to start out like i always do when i have a guest on with five fun facts about you so that people can know you a little bit before we dive into the deep stuff yet for that i am definitely up for that (laughs) awesome all right number one is tell us something that is on your bucket list hmm bucket list bucket list let's see i want to ride in a hot air balloon That'd be. I know. I'm we almost were... too nervous. But... <laughs> I was like, thinking about that too. We were at a fireworks <laughs> for the Fourth of July, and this rogue hot air balloon ride just like shows up in the parking lot where we were at, and we did not get to ride it. But it would have been awesome if we could have. <laughs> I personally have no desire to. to but... Yeah, it was so fun. I love just watching them in the sky, but I don't know if I would ever get in one. Maybe I don't know. That's so fun. I'd be nervous, that. but I would totally do it. <laughs> I think. It would be an experience for sure. For sure. Right. (laughs) Number two is tell us your favorite quote and or scripture. Oh, my favorite scripture really chapter is Isaiah 43. So the beginning of it, it talks about how he'll be with you through everything. Even if you walk through fire, he will be with you. So even when you walk through something difficult, God is right there with you to help you through it. That whole chapter, though, it's hard to pick a favorite out of it. (laughs) I love it. So everyone go read Isaiah 43 after you're done listening to this episode. Be encouraged. Definitely. So if you could have a coffee date with anyone, past or present, besides me, because I know you're going to pick me, besides me, who would you choose? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would have to say Anthony Evans, for sure. Hands love down. That, love that. That would be so fun. So fun. Okay, so who are your heroes slash role models? Who do you look up to? Well, let's see. Who do I look up to? I look up to my, my grandma who passed away a couple years ago. Well, five years ago. She's as old as Aloy. 
that makes sense. Uh, she raised five kids basically on her own in the middle of a time where women hardly worked. And she was able to raise a family that still love each other, still want to be around each other. And she, she birthed strength into our family. Mm. Every single one of our family members have been affected by that and also have grown to become strong people. That is so beautiful and, and something that's been on my heart a lot in this season of life. And even today before we recorded throughout the day, I've been thinking so much today about legacy. And so that's just yes. such a beautiful example like legacy that is being passed through. And just a side note, if you guys hear children in the background, Rachel is a mom of six girls. So you may hear children. <laughs> this is real life. So right. good stuff. Okay. Our last fun fact is tell us one thing that God is teaching you in this season of your life. Oh, wow. God is teaching me the importance of his timing, how specific it is, how perfect it is, and how to be okay in the waiting, how to be filled with joy in the middle of waiting for something he's already promised me. That is so beautiful. And as I'm sitting here, I can see on my little fire mantle. I have this sign that says he makes all things beautiful in his time. And I love the scripture that says he withholds no good thing from those who walk uprightly. And so just trusting in his timing has also been a theme of my life <laughs> in this season and trusting that anything outside of his perfect timing is, is not good for us. So yeah, so good. I love that. All right. So let's start out with, those are our five fun facts about you. Love those. Love all your answers. So tell us your story. <laughs> who is Rachel? Oh, wow. So I am from a small town, which I'm sure you you know what that feels like. <laughs> uh, I grew up 20 miles north of Battle Creek. And uh, anytime you go anywhere out of state or anything, you just say, I, I grew up around Battle Creek. So nobody would ever know where exactly you're talking about. And so coming from a small town, there's not a lot of friends around. I lived in the middle of nowhere. It's still a dirt road to this day. So... God actually met me back then <laughs> and helped me become who I am now, not through churches, not through outreaches, in my room, him and me <laughs> teaching me lessons on who he is, how faithful he is, and everything. So when I say who raised me, I say God raised me. God helped me grow. He chose me. And so... When I was 18 years old, I met my husband, my ex-husband at that, um, at that time and married him a couple months later and it was a whirlwind. Um, he, uh, fought, fought against mental health issues and throughout our marriage, God was showing me how to help him through it, be a wife to him, help me, help me love him even when he was unlovable at times and God taught me so much through that marriage. I would never trade it for anything because the valuable lessons learned in that marriage are something that my kids need me to have known. <laughs> everybody, like just having joy in the middle of sorrow, you know, just everything, everything that he has taught me through that was so beneficial 
And we had six girls back to back every two years, like clockwork. I could look at my watch and say I should be pregnant right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was either pregnant or nursing. <laughs> and uh, we moved out to Arizona when baby number five was only a couple months old. And after that, we had another baby two years later. And after she was born, about a month later, um, the relationship ended in domestic violence. And so we've been, I've been single. I should say we've been single. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for five, I've been single for five years this month, at the end of this month. I cannot believe it. And so the funny thing is, though, is God has done so many more miracles in this last five years than my entire life combined it's almost like a fast track of miracles and wonders and getting to know him in such a deeper level than I've ever experienced in my life in the last five years that is so beautiful and Rachel and I really journeyed through this have and I kind of mentioned that at the beginning that we've journeyed through this single season together both going through a divorce at around the same time and so it's just been so beautiful to watch each other travel and journey through this season and really just be like hand in hand in it and just encouraging each other, like I said, and, and standing in faith together and believing God for breakthroughs and just healing and so much that we've been able and just so blessed to journey through together. And it's, it's incredible. And, and it's so funny, even as you're talking and I try not to like talk while you're talking because it like makes funny sounds and stuff on the recording so I tend to like cut in on people so I'm like sitting here and I'm going oh my gosh because I was preparing a message earlier today for a conference that I'm speaking at in Tennessee next week and a lot of what you're saying is just confirmation for what I'm supposed to share with these women specifically about this fast tracking and how God is just doing things quickly in this season because we don't have time to waste and it's like I've met so many people who have gone through very similar things. I mean, both of our stories are, our, our stories are similar, but very mm -hmm. unique at the same time. And, and I've met so many people who've gone through similar situations, obviously each of our stories are completely unique, but, and I've seen them journey through years and years of brokenness and pain and, and just not choosing to be healed. And one thing that I love and appreciate about, appreciate about you so much is that you were so intentional like I was about seeking the Lord for healing and saying, this isn't the end of my story. God, you're still writing my story. And so I just love seeing just the fast tracking of the healing and the breakthroughs and just the manifestation of God's promises over our lives. And it's so exciting and not much, not much makes me want to jump up and down, but <laughs> seeing God work in people's lives and in our lives is just like, uh, just gets me fired up and it's exciting. Amen. So, I, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. Well, I give a lot of that. I give all the credit to my healing to God because he let me grieve. He let me grieve thoughts of the future with my husband. Grieve, you know, the, the loss of somebody that you've spent, I spent every day with for 12 years. So after that grieving period of a couple months, I had an encounter with God. It was not a small, you know, a scripture just made me feel a certain way. It was a full-on Holy Spirit encounter full of, 
I was in speaking in tongues for the first time in a couple months, you know, because all of that sorrow was, he just took it all out of me that one day and set me on this new track where I was on fire for him and I could not get enough. Uh, I love that. And I think that's so important too, to take that time to grieve when you've gone through something, especially as devastating as divorce, like I've heard people say, and I can vouch for that, that divorce literally feels like a death. And like Mm -hmm. you said, it's not just a loss of everything that was and that no longer is. It's a loss of everything that you planned for and dreamed and hoped for for your future that will never happen. And that is so hard to explain (laughs) if you've walked through it because like I know for me like I like you I planned on spending the rest of my life with my ex and and you know having his children and just all these plans and dreams that were never realized and so allowing yourself to take that time to grieve and know that he is so near to the brokenhearted and he promises to heal the brokenhearted and bind up their wounds and that binding if you look into like the original language and what that really means it means that he takes that brokenness in your heart and he can literally make your heart look like it has never been damaged before and I've met I've met a lot of people and I know you have too over the last five years that meet me and then they find out my story and they're like what like I never would have guessed you don't carry yourself like you're broken or whatever and it's like because I'm not God has healed me and done such a beautiful restoration in my life that I don't carry myself that way and neither do you you're not a victim of of your story you're you're victorious and you are more than a conqueror and so it's just exciting I I just (laughs) I love how good God is and he's our healer so can you tell us some ways that God has exchanged beauty for ashes in your life Oh, yes. So many ways. So most of the miracles that have happened in the five years, he has told me what was going to happen before it happened. Sometimes it was only a couple weeks. Sometimes it was, you know, a couple months. But like we uh, but it usually happened out of something that looks disastrous. What the enemy meant for evil, God literally turns it around for me for our good. So The first one was my ex-husband, because of his mental illness, he destroyed our apartment. I mean, holes in everything, you know, just destroyed it. So they basically, me, new mom of now six kids by myself. Uh, The youngest was only a month old. And we were getting kicked out of our house, our apartment. So (laughs) I always literally call my boss at that time. I, I would call her and say, just to say, hey, I'm not coming in because this is the situation. I got to figure it out. And she literally just, she found us a house, bought it, and we've been renting from her ever since. One of the things she said is, I will never take this roof from your head. I don't want you to worry about a roof over your head for your children. But it had to come out of the fire of losing the home we had, the kids had to switch to schools. You know what I mean? It was just like this whirlwind of, yes, it looks bad, but he had a plan because before that, a week before I found out that I was going to need an, actually the day I was finding out that I needed a new house, he told me on the way to work, he said, I don't rule out Fountain Hills where I live because I want you to be closer to your girls. So I worked in Fountain Hills and lived 20 miles away. He wanted me to be closer to them being a single mom, which totally makes sense now. <laughs> and 
was like, okay, but it's it's like a rich area of found, of Arizona. It's not cheap. And I was like, okay, Lord, but it's expensive. So, <laughs> but I was new to this whole miracle process. He moved me. He had a house for me here a week later, literally one week from the day she bought this house. <laughs> wow. It was just a whirlwind, amazing, amazing things, you know, that that had to come from the ashes of the past. Basically, he had to refine what was happening. That is so good. And it just reminded me of a scripture. I just looked it up. It's Romans 5, 3 through 5. And it says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character and character, hope and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy spirit who has been given to us. And I love that when we're in the fire and I've, I've watched you walk through many fires and just seeing you just with this tenacity to know that you're going to forge through the fire because God's doing something better and that he's always taking us from glory to glory. And so it's always an upgrade with him. And even in the moment when it feels like everything's stacked against us, knowing that he's already made a way he goes before us and all things. And so knowing that we always have the victory. I love the scripture that says, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph through Christ. And so I just love that. And that's evidence of your life, just always pointing to him and bringing him glory and knowing that he is working all things together for our good, because that's what he promises to do. Amen. That is so true. And it always seemed like every time we went I we as a family went through a fire, I didn't feel it. <laughs> it's like in Isaiah 43 in the beginning, like I walked through fire, but he was right there with me. I didn't even feel it. I didn't feel there was no effect of fire on me. If you talk to the people around me, I nonchalantly was like, yeah, we're losing our apartment, but I'm sure we'll be fine. God's got to work it out. That was the thing I always would say. God's got to work that out. I can't do it. <laughs> like, I have no control over this situation. God's going to work it out. But it came from knowing when my when I left my husband because of his because of the domestic violence, I did what God called me to do. I knew God because he told me through three different people a week before that happened that it was going to happen. He said I was freed from my marriage from three different people and I couldn't shake it. So I just told him, do what you need to do. Fixed it within. I told him on Sunday, Lord, I gave it to him. I was like, look, if this is what you want to do with my life, I give it to you. You know, whatever you want to do, do. And on Thursday of that same week, it was over. <laughs> wow. Like, he brought me out of that marriage into a safe place less than a week later. And I love that that's just like the attitude and the posture of your heart is to just be surrendered to him no matter what that looks like. Because I know like with my story as well, like God, if you want to heal and restore and redeem this marriage, that's obviously always our first choice, but if you're calling me to leave, then make a way. And he did. And so anyone who is listening, who's gone through divorce specifically, we just pray healing over your heart and just encourage you to spend time in God's word and spend time in his presence and let him love you back to life. Let him heal you because you're not meant to live your life broken. And, and God is so so faithful. And that's one thing that I say all the time, God, you're so faithful, so faithful to your word. And, and then we really can walk through the fire and come out not even smelling like smoke. So, right. Uh, Amen. <laughs> yeah. So encouraging. It's, it's so encouraging to know that God not only brought us out of a bad situation, but he also 
protected us through it and gave us something even better, a relationship with him. Like right now, I spend time with him on a date every month, the 22nd of every month. And this time, this month, he actually picked where we're going already. (laughs) I always ask him, where do you want to go? Like I'm dating him as my husband because I, you know, (laughs) Isaiah 55 or 54, five, he's my husband. So we go out, we go out on dates every month and I journal and I read the Bible wherever I am and everything. And we just spend time together. So I know the man, like, I believe I'm going to be a wife again. And I know the man he has for me is someone handpicked by him to love me back here on earth, you know, so that the relationship with God only gets stronger and better because of our union. So. Yes, I love that you hit on just being intentional in your pursuit of him because he's always pursuing us. And so just being intentional and in pursuing the Lord, taking that time as a busy mama of six girls and taking that time to just get away with him. I love the scripture says, come away with me and just taking that time to be with him, to be intimate with him, to hear him, to get fresh vision and just be refreshed. Mm. And it's so important, which is a perfect lead into my next question. Uh, because you said that you go out on the 22nd of every month, which is significant to you. So can you tell us about raising rubies? Cause that all has to do with like the number 22 and all that God's been showing you through that. Yes. So uh, raising rubies, rubies is a uh, Ruby women of uh, Proverbs 31. And since I only have girls, that's what God gave me, which I am so thankful for now. <laughs> Uh, raising them to become Ruby r- women. So Ruby is really important to me as that symbol. And then 22 was a number God gave me a long time ago. It's one of those things, Janice, that just keeps popping up. Every time I see it, I know I feel like God is just with me at that moment, or I'm making the right decision because that number would show up. You know, especially in this season, usually when you're married and you have children, you can bounce ideas off of each other and you can figure out the right thing to do. I just took my kids to San Diego (laughs) camping on the border of California and Mexico. You could see Tijuana from our campsite by myself (laughs) with five out of the six kids. That's not an easy decision. But I went based on 55% sure God wants us to go. And he showed me along that way, yes, you are meant to be here. It was a trip from God to me and my girls. I can tell you that right now. And it wasn't Mm -hmm. just the numbers. We would see the number 22 or 222 all the time. And so for us, it's a number of hope. And for me, I started researching it. Because I saw it pop up so many times. It was to the point where you couldn't ignore it. You know? Like all day I would see it end in 22 all day long. So I looked it up. And it means union. It's basically. It talks. I feel like God is showing me that I will be a wife again. And I'm praying really soon. I really think it is soon. However. The number 22 is about coming together and becoming one. Mm. That is so good. And, and several times as you've been sharing your story and stuff, I keep thinking about this scripture that says to be anxious for nothing, but by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving, make your requests known to God and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and rule your minds in Christ Jesus. I've 
that's in Philippians somewhere. And I love that scripture and, and just something that you model so well is not being anxious. Like, okay, God, do you want me to do this or not? And there, whether you say yes or no, I'm okay with it. If you say yes, I'm going, I'm not going to let fear stop me from living my life, even as a single mom. Cause it is so easy to, as a single person in general, just to like not have that quote unquote covering over you or, or someone with you to feel like you have that protection or whatever, knowing that the Lord is always going before us. And he is our rear guard and he goes before us. He surrounds us. He's within us. And so if he tells us to do something, we can be confident that he's going to protect us in the process. So anyway, amen. that was a whole rabbit trail, but just say, I love that you are choosing to not live your life in fear and to just be bold and, and experience life even now in this season is so important. So do you have any advice that you could give to weary mamas? Wow. Yes, I do. (laughs) For one, self-care is very, very important. Find something that makes you happy. But the biggest, biggest, biggest thing is to pray about it. Because God chose you to be the parents of the kids you have. And sometimes, especially as a single mom, we don't, we go like, personally for me, I go from working with kids because God has a sense of humor (laughs) and put me in a daycare as well. So going from children at work to children at home, there's not a lot of time for me in that. There's not a lot of time away from children. So you can't pour out what is not in you. You have to find a way to have, have God pour into you. Quiet times are extremely important, but hard to do. I spend time in my car, I'll spend time at the coffee shop, I'll spend time somewhere without kids around so that I can access God as much as possible. I give him margin during my day. So I will, instead of having the radio on all the time, I will turn that off and say, Lord, I give you this time. (laughs) Pour into me so that I can pour into the kids that you've given me. He wants to help us. He doesn't want us to struggle. We just think we can do it all on our own. We weren't meant to in any situation, even without children. You were not meant to do the job you have by yourself. You always need God's guidance and he needs to pour into you in order to pour out. Overflow is what it is, right? We overflow, our cup overflows into other people. Mm. It can't overflow if we're not pouring into it. So, and it's not us, it's God but giving him the ability to pour into it, the time, you know? Yeah. That was so good. Right back to that word being intentional. And what would you, what would you say to someone who has mom guilt? Cause I've met a lot of women who are just like, I just feel guilty for making that time for myself. I feel, I hear that a lot too. And it is something I went through as well. And especially uh, in the relationship I had, that was one of the big things, but even on the airplane, you have to put the mask on you before you put the mask on your, on your children. As much, as much as you would think that'd be opposite. You cannot them the parent that they have that they need without pouring into yourself first. That's so good. So good. Is there anything else, any other words of encouragement or advice or anything else on your heart that you just feel like needs to be said? I want women to know that they are truly loved. They are adored, that they are not a mistake, that they are valuable to the Lord, that he, they are precious in his sight. 
And if they don't know that, to try to spend at least five or 10 minutes a day seeking him. He says, seek me and you'll find me. Knock and the door will be open. He wants you to know him desperately. He's waiting for them. All we have to do is seek after him. Amen. Amen. Well, girl, would you, first of all, thank you for being on here. I was so encouraged by this conversation, so much confirmation on what the Lord's been speaking to me lately. And just, ah, I know that whoever tunes into this and listens is going to be so encouraged. So time out of your crazy schedule to come on here and encourage the Just Janice podcast community. Would you be willing to pray over our listeners? Absolutely. I would love to. And I'm so thankful that you've allowed me to do this. Absolutely. It's a joy. (laughs) Father, we just thank you for this moment in time, Lord, whenever this is, whether they listen to it as it comes up or 10 years later, Lord, you know the timing of all of it. And I just pray that it is full of your love, your wisdom, and joy that they can receive, Lord, that they can pull fruits from this, Lord, that they will sustain them through difficult times, Lord, knowing that you know what's best for them and you want what's best for them and that you give good gifts. If it doesn't look good now, wait, (laughs) it will be. And all the things that happen, they will happen for your, their good. I just pray, Lord, that you encourage them, you lift them up, that you free them from the burdens that they feel because they, you want them to lay them at your feet, Lord. We just pray over these precious people that they find you on a deeper level today. And if they're finding you for the first time, Lord, I pray that they reach out to you or reach out to somebody that knows you and helps start that relationship with Christ because it is the most important relationship they will ever have. We just thank you for this time, Lord, and we love you so much. Amen.